For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. This program is designed to discuss trends in real estate investing, promote financial literacy, and learn how to create financial freedom for your life. Get the hottest tips from experts in real estate investing and more. Now, here's your host, Lori Wetzel. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be in this fine U.S. of A. and across the world. Yes, I do have fans internationally. You are listening to Lori Wetzel with Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel, discussing real estate and financial literacy. So today we have a very special program because, you know, it takes something special to be married And also married to your business partner. So we're going to talk about love and relationships in the real estate investing world. I'm so excited because they're two very good friends of mine, Tanya and Stu Rosenberg out of the great state of Utah. But before we get going on a show, a little bit about me because you may have never listened to me before. Who am I? Like, and why should you listen to Lori Wetzel? Well, I am an accomplished and professional real estate investor, mentor, coach, trainer, and speaker. Based upon a real estate investing education, which I strongly emphasize, my very first real estate deal, I had a net profit of over $80,000. I've had subsequent successful deals that have all been profitable based upon using the real estate investing education. Now, here's another reason why I believe you should listen to Lori Wetzel. I am a light bringer, a magic maker, a world shifter, and a game changer. I will challenge you, break you open, uplift, and expand you, and I won't let you play small with your life. So here's the format of the show. It's in four parts, and it is designed to reach open-minded individuals who are willing to explore the opportunities in real estate investing and financial literacy. So the first part, we're going to go over what's hot now in real estate. On the retail market, we cover different geographical areas across the U.S. Today, we're covering Salt Lake County with a very special guest. I also have celebrity guests, authors, entrepreneurs. So we're going to cover love and real estate investing today. We have a financial literacy piece at the end, as well as any questions, emails, or your favorite quotes. So that's what we have going on today. Let's get right into it. I want to introduce my first guest. 
Now, I've just met Michael Wright, right? But already I'm very impressed with him. He has more than 12 years of experience in the real estate industry. He became a licensed realtor in 2010, and he's based out of the Salt Lake County. Now, prior to receiving his real estate license, Michael worked as a senior asset manager at Green River Capital for five years. And along with being a full-time real estate agent, he also works for a major mortgage servicer responsible for settling property values for bank-owned properties. He's currently a member of the Salt Lake Board of Realtors and Michael loves to go four-wheeling, boating, and he's a pet lover. He has two dogs. I didn't tell you, Michael, but I have a very beautiful black lab by the name of Max. So uh, we resonate resonate very (laughs) well. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, so excited. Now, listen, I know you're based out of the Salt Lake County area in the great state of Utah, but give me an idea from a retail perspective. If I'm Mr. and Mrs. Homebuyer or even just Ms. Homebuyer and I'm single, what can I expect? What neighborhood should I look at? Tell me about uh, your traditional single family residence. What's hot in that neighborhood right now? Well, um, most buyers that we have here in Utah right now are usually first-time home buyers or move-up buyers, of course. Um, for the first-time home buyer, they're looking at uh, three, two, two-car garages. Um, they're not in the more affluent neighborhoods. You get in the more affluent neighborhoods, like on the east side of the valley or um, lower west side, you're looking at a higher price range. So those particular customers are going to be the ones that are looking to move up. Okay, what's an uh, ARV or after repair value on a on a property? What are they typically going for? Um, the medium home price here in Salt Lake, Salt Lake County is about two hundred forty three thousand. Okay, that's about average uh, two hundred forty three. Okay. Yeah. And uh, in the nicer neighborhoods, what are they going for? Um, in the nicer neighborhoods, you're looking at anywhere from four to five hundred. Ah, got it. Okay. And so what's yeah, the demographics? There's, there's, go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. I so said there's there's quite there's quite a big difference um in the type of houses you see in these more affluent uh, the more you know the move up buyer neighborhoods than there are the lower buyer neighborhoods. So that's the that's the difference in the huge price 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 gaps. Okay, and give me an idea for a first time home buyer. Um tell me, are are they typically single, married? What do they look like? Um, first-time home buyers are typically usually younger families. Um, mm-hmm. I am seeing a lot of single people that are looking into condos because they're more affordable to get into. Mm-hmm. But the majority, I think, of the buyers, uh, the the first-time home buyers, are the young couples. Um, of course, we're in Utah, so they have you know they need at least the three bedrooms with the kids and so forth. So that's kind of what we're seeing there. Okay, and is there a particular neighborhood that they're settling into by chance? Um, the, the first time home buyers are usually, uh, in a particular neighborhood on the West side. Um, some of those neighborhoods are typically known as, uh, the names of those like West Valley city, uh, Taylorsville. They usually seem to have a lower price and are easier to get into. 
don't get me wrong, they do sell fast. Most homes in this particular price range don't even stay on the market for a day. Oh. And they usually have multiple offers. Hmm. So that's interesting. So they're not on the MLS for for just a day or less. I mean, they snap them up right away. So then that leads me to how are they funding the the uh, transactions? Are they going through traditional financing with the bank? Yes, traditional financing. Uh, basically, most most people use FHA because it's a lower percentage of down payment to get into. Um, I am seeing in some of the rural neighborhoods, a lot of people use uh, the USDA financing, which is a second mortgage um, to pay for their, their closing costs. So they actually don't have to have money down to actually get into a property. And of course, those uh, areas are mandated by um, federal, federal you know, guidelines. They're more rural areas. Okay. So, what, so tell me now, what's the difference between because you're saying there are multiple offers on the table, so is it that one particular couple has been vetted more thoroughly? Are they are, uh, a bit more financially liquid? Or how do you determine, or is it first in? Uh, tell me, what's the typical criteria as whether or not you're going to go with a particular couple or not? What I'm seeing a lot of is they're usually going for the highest price. And, of course, the type of financing actually is a part of it. Um, you get, if you've got a buyer in there that's a little bit higher priced and they're using uh, conventional financing um, versus another couple that's using FHA financing, most buyers would probably go with the conventional financing due to the fact that uh, they're not, the lenders aren't so strict as far as the appraisal goes in regards to repairs and condition and so forth. Okay, so that hasn't changed. Okay. So they're no. going with the conventional pricing or a con- conventional funding versus FHA, um, yeah. whoever the higher price is. Go ahead. Right. And then, of course, I mean, there, there are some of those buyers, and uh, we try to educate them that the highest price is not always the best because you do have to worry about, uh, you know, actually appraising. So. Okay. I got it. Now. Any foreign investors coming in, snapping up properties from an investor standpoint? I'm just curious. You know, I haven't seen any lately. A couple years ago, I did see some coming through, but not, not lately. Not lately. It's been quite okay. a while since I've even seen any. Okay, so that's died down a bit. All right, tell mm-hmm. me about multi-units. Do you have a lot of rental properties there in Salt Lake County? Um, you know what? There are quite a few rental properties, um, but a lot of people are finding that they're, they don't want to rent due to the fact that they, with the interest rates the way they are, they can actually get a cheaper, you know, a cheaper mortgage payment than they, they can rent wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, the, the dupe, the multiple family properties are still pretty popular here though, still. Okay, so if it's a choice between owning and renting, they can get a, a cheaper mortgage payment. Okay, then rather than what the what's the average rent out in uh, Salt Lake County? Their average rent's about twelve hundred per month. Okay, all right. So I noticed in your bio that you specialize in short sale negotiations and foreclosure counseling. Are there still a lot of foreclosures in your market? There are still a lot of foreclosures, unfortunately, um, or for some people, I guess, for investors, 
Um, it looks like, uh, and there's like, uh, there's estimated to be about a thousand, 1,610 homes in the state of foreclosure or default in default or bank owned currently. Okay, got it. And you know what, um, Michael, tell me, cause, because I'm not familiar, is the state of Utah a judicial state or a non-judicial state or a combination of both when it comes to foreclosures? Um, it is a non-judicial state. Okay, so. okay. So it's a non-judicial state, so then that means your foreclosure process usually occurs a bit quicker. Correct. Okay, it's, all right. It's, it's you know... Depending on whether evictions in process, and depending on whether there's other liens on the properties, um, it's usually about ninety days. All right, that 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 sounds good. So, what is one piece of advice that you would give to our listeners who then sh- they're shopping in the Salt Lake County, Utah region? What's one piece of advice you would give them? Well, the best piece of advice I could give them would be just to be patient. Um, mm-hmm. Due to the fact that there are so many, you know, offers being put on homes each time, uh, I see that they get uh, real discouraged and, you know, give up. Um, they just need to be patient and have a good real estate agent that knows what they're doing and can help them uh, win the bid. So from the time a person comes to you and says, you know what, I really want to buy my first home until the time that they actually close, what's the average amount of time frame that you're seeing for that? Um, it's usually around 30 days. Oh, okay. Well, hey, that's not too bad. In terms, you can be no. patient for 30 days, I'm sure. Correct. You know, <laughs> and a lot of these buyers, too, sometimes they're going to have to, um, you know, lower their expectations a little bit. I see them, you know, they, they say they want three bedrooms open, floor plan, and, you know, a large fence backyard. And, and the way the market is here now, there's no way they're going to get all that. So that's, that's another problem I'm seeing. Ah, they expect right. too much for the what they can get. So, so I see, uh, and we're and we're great to close, Michael. And I just want to touch a little bit about with what you do for fun and leisure. So you love four wheeling, huh? I think that's the popular I activity do. out in Utah. It is. We have great mountains and great trails to ride. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, listen. Uh, hugs and dog kisses to uh, Ricky and Rocco. Because uh, I am thank a pet you. lover, so <laughs> I appreciate you being that way as well. And thank you for your words of wisdom with regards to the Salt Lake County, Utah market. So once again, Michael Wright, he has over 12 years of experience in the real estate industry. But most importantly, a really, really nice guy. Uh, and he is a broker with Realty Path, if you want to look him up. All right. When we come back from the break, we're going to have a conversation with Tanya and Stu Rosenberg and how they make their relationship work being married and real estate investors. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. 
It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at meetlauriwetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at meetlauriwetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Welcome back, my fearless listeners, all interested in real estate investing and entrepreneurship, as well as financial literacy. I have two very special guests with me. They are near and dear to my heart, Tanya and Stu Rosenberg. They are owners of Creative Solutions. They have helped numerous people solve real estate problems. And they have successfully completed multiple transactions. They have several rentals. They are part owner of 97 properties, including residential, commercial, multifamily, and raw land. Uh, You know what? And they're a lot of fun to hang out with. Not only that, they're very active. Uh, Stu loves to play the piano and write music and have a lot of fun in the sun. I can attest to that because we partied in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. Tanya loves to ski, go four-wheeling, hiking, and the great outdoors. And they also have a beautiful family. Welcome, Tanya and Stu. How are you today? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks, Lori, for having us. We really appreciate being on your show. Yes. Okay. So, listen, this is all about love, relationships, and the real estate investing industry. So, let's start from the beginning. How did the two of you meet? How did we meet? Okay. I have a friend who actually just came to visit uh, from New York to Utah, and um, he was friends with, with Tanya, and he was having a party uh, at his house, a barbecue, and we went over there, and that's where I met her. She was playing volleyball and hanging out, and I looked at her from afar, and I said, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Love at first sight, huh, Stu? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're from the great state of New York, Stu. So, Tanya, yes. you're from Utah. Okay. Yeah, I'm from Utah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And so then, exactly. how, long, how long did you guys date? Uh, we were together for four years before we got married. 
Ah, that's beautiful. And so as you're getting to know one another, because you dated for four years, did you talk a lot about real estate? Did you talk a lot about being entrepreneurs or was that something in the back burner? Uh, no, we, we were always interested in being entrepreneurs. We actually um, started out when we moved to Utah. Actually, even in New York, we had our own entertainment company. Right. So we've been running our own business, and then from that branched out into several other businesses. So we've always been um, in the entrepreneur mindset and spirit. We It's more conducive with our lifestyle because we really love to play and have a lot of fun and not be trapped to um, time stipulations and, you know, be told when we could be sick and how much time we could have to spend together. So we decided we would just run our own companies and that would afford us the lifestyle that we really wanted. So we've been entrepreneurs for many, many years. Many, many years, yeah. Well, you just hit upon a common theme. Um, Most entrepreneurs have... Not only were they in business in the past, they've had multiple businesses in the past. Do you currently still have multiple businesses, or is the real estate investing your primary business right now? Well, we we decided after coming through 2008, you know, late 2007 and on, you know, it was like, uh, you know, hold on for dear life. <laughs> you know, we have the entertainment company that was the main source of what we do. We do bar mitzvahs and weddings and corporate functions and all that kind of stuff, but uh, with that said, once we started getting involved uh, in, in the real estate, uh, like I said, the economy took a shift and we needed to find something, and we started look, getting closer and looking closer into the real estate part. We haven't looked back, and so we're putting most of our time and energy into real estate. We still do the entertainment, uh, and, uh, you know, but, but really the main thing that we do right now is real estate investing. Yeah, we were always, yeah. we were looking for we were always interested in real estate investing because we knew that's where people generated and held and controlled their wealth. So we always wanted to get into that side of a business, something to do with real estate, and so that's why we were drawn and we decided we needed to educate ourselves. Yeah, and you can't go. You need education. Education is the key to everything. Knowledge, knowledge is the key to everything. Knowledge and applplying that knowledge on a consistent basis, right? Exactly. Oh, you need to apply it. If you if you learn, I mean, I have people that are professional college students. They go there for years and years, but they don't do anything with it. I, you know, I have a friend. Eventually, he did. Um, and yes, you have to go out there and apply that knowledge to to see something and to see success. So, knowledge with uh, the application of that knowledge is what what you need to do. And so when you, how long have you been doing real estate now? Give me an idea in terms of number of years. Uh, probably about three and a half years, uh, give or take. Uh, we, okay. we, we, we dove into it, started learning. One of the things that has been very different with this business as opposed to any of our other companies is everything else we did, we learned by trial and error. We learned through our own experiences our own losses, our own mistakes, and, you know, you call it the school of hard knocks, and 
that is a very, very expensive, very difficult way to learn how to run a business. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Sometimes it's painful. <laughs> it hurts. But, yeah, so we decided when we wanted to do real estate, we said, you know what, let's take a different approach. We're getting older. We have no retirement. Let's educate ourselves so we can make a shortcut, you know, cut that learning curve. Because we knew that that's what we wanted to do. But with this, like I said, we took a different approach with it. So it's only been three and a half years, just a little bit more than that. And in business, that's really not a lot of time to, when you consider the amount of successes that we've had with this, it totally shortcuts our experience. Yeah, that's why I say knowledge is everything. But like you said, applied knowledge is everything. We're learning, we're applying it, and we're just getting so much out of it and just building upon that. You know, I find it so interesting because as entrepreneurs, serial entrepreneurs, and they have multiple businesses, and some people will, they have a PhD in the School of Hard Knocks. And as you mentioned, like, you know what, we don't want to do that with real estate. It's way too painful. So you guys took the approach of, we don't have any retirement. And you have a family, right? You have girls? Yep. Yep. Three How many girls? Three girls? girls? Yep. Yes. Wow. Now, are they entrepreneurs, too? Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> it's funny. They actually, my uh, my oldest daughter, she's 18. She's a senior. She'll be 18. And when she got her first job, she received her paycheck. And she was so, it's like everything we've been talking about with her instantly clicked. She said, this is what you were talking about when you were talking about all those taxes and that guy who's talking about taxes and how they take your money. They took half my paycheck almost, and she was so <laughs> aggravated. And she said, I am never going to do this. I am running my own business. So that did not last long. <laughs> oh, and, and they also her. help out, like, we, they also help out. So we have a, a house that uh, we had to fix up, and so they actually, you know, uh, took out all the carpet, cut it out, put it in the dumpster, our trailer to bring to the dumps, and uh, they help out with all that kind of stuff. And it's really cool that they're surrounded by this, so their thought process, their language, how they see things, and, and their conversations are very different. Yeah, but my oldest wants to be an artist, and my middle one wants to travel, and they said, you know what, we can do anything we want, and we can fund it with real estate. Our tenants can pay for us to live our dreams. And that's the language they're speaking. So it's been an amazing, phenomenal ride for us. Right. And our kids. Oh, my gosh. That is such music to my ears. That's legacy changing. Your children now have options, and they know there is a different way to go, and it's by owning your own business and investing in real estate. That's beautiful. I love to hear that. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, like, we've talked about this, but somewhere between 23 and 27% of people that go to college for a certain degree, uh, are, are, out, of, out of all the people that go to college, only about 23 to 27% of people are actually working in the industry they went to school for. So that mm-hmm. says something. So they're spending all this money to get this great education to do something completely different. Uh, so we've decided, you know what, let's get specialized training, specialized education that gets right to it, and so we can learn what we need to learn, apply that knowledge, go out there, and take down deals. And that's exactly what we've done. 
Awesome. So now let's talk real estate investing. I want to hear about your favorite short-term real estate investing strategies. And for my listening audience, when I refer to short-term, I mean doing a deal in 12 months or less. What are your favorite short-term strategies? Uh, You know, the subject, too, is really cool. Uh, I like that because you're basically stepping in to an existing finance, the existing finances that are already in place, are basically subject to the existing finances. It's a phenomenal way to get into a property with little to no money out of pocket, and um, you know, basically, you can repair it, fix it up, and sell it. So, do you have any? Yeah, you can make a large profit. That's one of my favorites too, because the risk is minimized. Again, because you don't you don't have funding on the deal. And so I love doing, I could do those all day long where you do the subject two properties, um, fix them up, turn around, and flip them for a larger profit. So I, for, with, as far as like getting um, big chunks of money, I love doing the fix and flip using the subject two strategy. Right. Okay. So do you ever have any challenges or pushback from the... Uh, financial institutions uh, because it's a subject to strategy. So you're taking over the monthly payments on the mortgage or the bank is like, you know what? I'm getting my money on time on a regular basis. And, you know, I don't really care. Is that traditionally what is going on when you do a subject to combined with a fix and flip? Yes. Well, actually, we actually go to closing so the homeowner knows that they have sold their house. We do an actual, we go to a title company, we go to closing, we set up an escrow account through a third-party service. We pay the escrow account, and the escrow pays the mortgage. So, And there's always that time separation. So the homeowner gets to see everything that goes on. The banks, they continue to get their payments every single month, so they don't even think to question anything about it. The homeowner's protected. They're happy. Um, So it's a real actual transaction that we we don't do it at a kitchen table. We always go to title. We always protect the homeowner and the bank. So it's a win-win for, yeah, it's a win-win for all of us. And and usually when we get to a homeowner in this situation, a lot of of times the homeowner is behind on their payments. So they're already (laughs) struggling. So we step in, we catch them up. You know, obviously, first we have to take care of you know uh, the uh, you know getting on title and stuff like that. But basically, we catch them up. They feel so good to with improving their credit. Um, they're not going to have a foreclosure. Uh, the banks are happy because they're getting the money that they're supposed to get. As long as everybody's happy, no, there's no red flags. Everybody, everybody's fine and comfortable. You know what? And when we come back, we're going to talk about your long-term, your favorite long-term real estate investing strategy. But I love to hear that. And this is what professional real estate investors do. They make sure that it is a win-win-win situation for everybody involved. I love hearing that while having the ability to earn massive income. So we come back from the break. We're going to talk about your favorite long-term real estate investing strategies. Be back in a moment with Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. Stay tuned.
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Do you feel overwhelmed by money? Not how much you have, but how to talk about it? We face financial decisions every single day that can change the game for us. Listen for Making Money Fun with Shanna Tinjum. You'll learn more about what you can do with your money and ultimately what it can do for you. Don't cower under a rock about investing in personal finance. Talk about it with your family, your friends, and more. Listen every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at meetloriwetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at meetloriwetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Welcome back, friends, real estate investors. We are having a conversation with Tanya and Stu Rosenberg, the delightful couple. And before the break, they were sharing their favorite short-term real estate investing strategy. So from what I understand, they combine something called a subject to strategy with a fix and flip strategy. And they do it in less than 12 months. So it allows them to earn massive income. So give me an idea, Tanya and Stu. Uh, what's the average profit that you make on a short-term deal using a subject to strategy combined with fix and flip? Somewhere between uh, twenty-five and 30000 Sometimes it could be more. Uh, we just did one where it was uh, about 35000 Yeah, that sounds about right. You know, we consider that as massive income because you're paid once on that asset. And you know what? That's a nice chunk of change to contribute towards your retirement. Would you agree? Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. And of course, you know, it could be a lot more than that. I know, you know, their their times could be fifty and sixty thousand. It just depends how you structure things. Um, we have one we, we just did where not only did we um, you know, make money on it, but the person that bought the house from us after we fixed it up, uh, they were an investor and we did it so we did a subject two with him, well he did a subject two with us. So it was sort of like a sandwich subject two sort of thing. Uh, funny, but because we're lending money, uh, because we didn't get all the money that we're supposed to get, we're actually becoming money lenders and we're making interest on that money. Nice. So that's actually a number, another form of real estate investing, money lending. Uh, so you have the ability to invest in on that deal. You are first position on that, on that uh, real estate deal. Well, no, the subject two means that the existing mortgage is in place, but we took it over subject two, and then they took it uh, over subject two to, uh, to us, and we have uh, a two-year agreement with the owner 
that we'll get this thing done within two years. Um, and then uh, when we sold it to the investor, we told him he has about up to two years to get it done. So we're working within the same finances that are existing. They just got to maintain the payments. Uh, and, of course, we make a little bit more than that because we're getting interest and we're making the profit. Yeah, so really the money we're lending is the equity. Right. Ah. So it's not actual money that's ours. We just loaned out the equity that we created in the deal. I got it. And you know what? So we created the, money out of thin air, so that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's perfect because that's what it means to be able to create your own destiny and having the knowledge to know exactly how to do that, using the equity in the property to create that income for you. So that's awesome. I, I, I love it. Now, tell me about your long-term real estate investing strategies. Do you have a favorite? Actually, the favorite that we have, we've actually got a very large house, which most people would stay away from because it's a nine-bedroom house. But, again, because we're educated and we, cut, we you know, shortcut that, we decided to rent each individual room. We have, we have your traditional rentals where, you know, it's a single family, studio apartment, different rentals like that. But this one, we decided, you know what, let's, let's take this approach. Each individual room we rent out. When we started to struggle with that, it led us to a different strategy, which was vacation rentals. And it has been phenomenal because we are getting more money per bedroom than we would if we did the entire house as one unit. So that oh, has wow. been our favorite. It's been so exciting, yeah. It's been very exciting. There's a little bit of work to it because you have to, you know, change the bedroom out for the next people coming. But, wow, just really, really just an incredible journey. Yeah, we have a management company that oversees all of that, and she makes sure that all the rooms get changed out. Actually, she hires my daughters to go out there and to go and change the sheets and get the rooms ready. So that has been phenomenal. We have um, coin-operated laundry. So all the people who are coming and staying, we're also making money in the laundry as well because there's um, four washer and dryers there, yeah. four units. So that's been really, really exciting. Mm, can I say multiple streams of income? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, awesome. And, and, we're, and, we're, and, you know, like, this is a, a journey. So we, we dabbled into this. Well, we started heading this way because of help and understanding the community and the education. And we, we, we basically stumbled upon getting into the vacation part of it. And we haven't looked back. We're still learning along the way. But, Wow. It's just an incredible, uh, just to know that you have different exit strategies. This, for us, was a great exit strategy. Said When I say exit strategy, we decided to keep this home, you know, rent out each room, and we're able to make more money than you would normally make on a traditional house. It's just amazing. Multiple streams of income within one property. So you mentioned that uh, with the vacation rentals, so I take it in that Salt Lake City area, you have people who come, they want to hike, they want a four-wheel. Now, do you, is it um, occupied all year long, or do you, is it seasonal? Yeah, well, actually, I've been surprised. The types of people that are coming are actually coming for schooling or classes, 
and they stay for months at a time. They could be there for two or three months or one, one and a half months. Uh, some people are coming for 10 days, but a lot of the people that have been there so far have been for like, you know, one, two, three months, which is really surprising. They continue to extend their trip because they just love it. So that has been very, that's been one of the pleasant surprises that we've had along the way. And, and the other thing is you're getting people from all over the world. Like we have somebody coming from France. I think we have somebody in there from China. We have people from Arizona and Seattle. And you know, we have one gentleman, he's there. Um, you know, he wanted to get some training. He thought he was going to be there for six months working for a company. I think he's going to wind up extending it another six months because he's got to stay there, uh, continue working for the company. We have another person that's looking to actually buy a house but it's going to take some time, so she's actually going to be there, uh, you know, I guess it's going to be about four, four and a half months, and then if she doesn't get approved, she's going to continue to stay there until she gets approved. So you got all kinds of different walks of life, really great people, fun people, and they all seem to get along. My biggest concern was how is everybody going to get along that's going to be living in more of a communal setting? And it Mm -hmm. turns out that everybody's just having a great time with each other, and I love to hear that. That was my biggest concern. You know what? That's beautiful. And for our radio show, we have both domestic and international listeners. So I'm glad to hear that you have people that come in from all over the world and uh, you have a nice home friendly environment. You make it work. And once again, this is a solution provided by a professional real estate investor who's educated and knowledgeable, and they know how to create those win-win-win situations for everyone involved and also make a profit. So that's key. All right. Now, you got to tell me the secret. What is the secret? You guys are married. How long have you been married? 20 years, this, uh, 20. just last week. <laughs> well, hey, happy belated anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. So you've been married 20 years, and you work together in a business. Like, how do you make it all work? It, it, for most people, it's a challenge just not to even get divorced. You guys married, yeah, for twenty years, and you work in a business together. How do how do you do it? How do you make it work? You know, it's funny because sometimes when we do trainings, and um, you know, we'll be training on a specific topic, and somebody will come over at the end and say, "Do you guys offer marriage counseling?" (laughs) 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 We were talking real estate. Where'd you get marriage counseling? Um, It's a compliment. We actually, our relationship from the beginning has always been working together. Well, it's, also, so, it's built on friendship, and we, we truly are friends, and we enjoy each other's company. Yeah, I think because we like, we like to do things together, we like to have fun and explore. So um, I find a lot of times with people, sometimes they're very, very different, which has also worked, but for us, again, because we're friends and we have fun together, I think having fun really is the main thing. Whenever, because business sometimes, there's ups and downs. Money, you get your your huge amounts of money, and then some months are slim, and there's that anxiety, and you make each other crazy, because I don't even know that it's natural to be together 24-7. Right. Right? We, we, <laughs> not only do we play, you know, we're friends, but we play together with all the same friends. We do things together as a family. So we're constantly together, and we work together. 
But um, we do a lot of talking. We do a lot. <laughs> a lot of talking. We yeah. do, and that's it. You have to have open lines of communication. You really do have to talk. I mean, I got to say, even let's just say we get into a fight. Every relationship, you're going to have some fights. Um, you know, she she makes sure that we talk it out. You know, before we leave the house to do anything, we have to talk it out before we go to bed. Um, and yeah, he's very patient with me because that's one of my things. Is I I don't like to carry stuff. So if it's like if you're frustrated. And one of the really key things is sometimes when you know your spouse or your partner or the person you're doing business with, maybe it's not even the person you're married to, but when you know them well enough to know, sometimes they're acting out and it has to do with the client or a situation in business rather than a personal situation. But because they can't yell or get frustrated or upset with that person in business, they get upset with you. And when you recognize that, you can say, hey, wait a minute, you're taking your frustrations out on me, but you're not really upset with me. You're really upset with them, but you can't yell at them, so you're going to yell at me. And then you laugh, so then you laugh <laughs> about it because you recognize what's really going on. The other thing is, is that you, gotta try, you have to continue to do things. You can't just grow old, sit in a chair, watch TV, and get old together. I mean, that's wonderful. But you've got to keep doing things. We camp. We go boating. Uh, we go on trips together, we uh, take drives and we listen to books on tape and we just, you know, we go hiking and we go ATVing and we do all kinds of fun things. So you got to keep doing things. you got to keep it lively and you got to keep it exciting. Yeah, you can't get overloaded with work. Even though it's funny, even when we're camping and we're driving and we're doing something fun, work always comes back into the conversation because it's our passion, you know, it's what we love is being entrepreneurs and being investors. And so we do get excited about that, but we definitely make sure we have fun along the way. And we love to dance. Yeah. No, oh my goodness. So, yeah, I want to ask about that when we come back from the break in terms of, you say when you're camping and that sort of thing, work always seeps into it. And so... Do you compartmentalize and say, okay, we're camping now, so we're not going to even deal with the work? But you know what? You're going to answer that question when we come back from the break because we're getting ready to go to break. I love you guys. I'm gonna just, I want to, I have one other important question that I want to ask the two of you. So we'll be right back. Uh, you're listening to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel, Real Estate and Financial Literacy. We'll be right back. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. It's time to take charge of your own career path, but how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. 
The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Welcome back. Uh, you're listening to my very good friends and professional real estate investors, Tanya and Stu Rosenberg out of Salt Lake City, Utah. And they're sharing their secrets of being married for 20 years and working in the same business together. And from what I'm hearing, they're friends first. Friendship is key. And I also hear awareness because they can pretty much figure out like, okay, is this something personal or is this has to do with the business? And once they are aware and they recognize what's causing the problem or issue, that they can recognize that for what it's worth and address it. And they also have a lot of fun together. So all of that, these are key components to a successful relationship in marriage. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. You wrapped it up beautifully. Now, I know that you learn from experience and mistakes give you experience. So Winston Churchill said, success is to go from one failure to another failure without losing enthusiasm. So I want to know what's your secret to not losing in, losing enthusiasm in the face of failure? What's your secret? Well, what you just said is basically falling forward. You want to continue to fall forward. You fall, you get up, and you keep moving forward. Um, you don't want to be scared. Look at everything as a, a, a fun challenge. And it really is fun, actually, to try to um, figure it out. And, and actually succeed and keep moving beyond. Well, sometimes one of the things that we have that we're so blessed and so lucky to have is each other. And when Stu has a hard time, or I can see he's going through a rough patch mentally or emotionally, I can lift him and build him and remind him of the dream, the ultimate dream, and what it is we're really after, and keep that in focus and remind them of the simple things and how fortunate and lucky we are. Right. Because if you're always paying attention to the things that don't work, it really is just another way of learning how to get to where you want to be. Right? And so when I'm having a rough patch, he's the same way. He's my right. He's like, hey, you know what? If you really think about what we've accomplished and you think about just the fact that we're healthy and and we have a roof over our head and we have a beautiful family and our Children are healthy. You know, that's what you got to keep in perspective. perspective. And great friends and the, the relationships, to me, one of the most important things in life are your relationships. It's, you know, incredible to have that and to keep building upon that. We're wealthy 
and rich in relationships. So sometimes when something doesn't work and it kind of feels like, oh, crap, that one didn't work, we'll go out and actually celebrate. We'll go do something really cool, really fun. We'll go to the mountains, go to Oktoberfest, because these are the things that inspire us. See a really great band, go dancing, because then you can just shake it off and be inspired to move forward to that next thing that will work, because now you know what doesn't. So it's kind of a gift in a way. You know what? I love you guys. You're in action. You have each other's back. And it's all about not running away from the mistakes, but really recognizing them and adjusting and supporting each other. Because, you know, typically you're not having bad times, both of you at the same time. So you get to support each other and have each other's back. I think that's just a beautiful relationship, not only in marriage, but it also works with business. That's key. Well, our our time is up. I'm so sad. Thank you, Tanya and Stu, (laughs) for being with us today and letting people peek inside your world of being a successful real estate investor and entrepreneur, as well as being a a successful business partners and in marriage. Uh, If people want to get in touch with you, is there a way that they can contact you, say they want to uh, rent out one of their rooms in your beautiful nine-bedroom house? Uh, Yeah, they can just email us. It's info, I-N-F-O, at creatinginvestors.com and creating is with an I-N-G C-R-E-A-T-I-N-G awesome you know what thank you so much I really appreciate both you both Tanya and Stu both of you you guys are fabulous you're my heroes thank you so much for everything that you do for our real estate investing community thank you Thank you for having us. It's been an honor. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. All right, then. Take care. All right. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Mm, Bye-bye. All right, folks. So for the last few minutes that we have, with regards to financial literacy, I just really want to cover the definition of cash flow. Cash flow, it is the net amount of cash that an income property or business produces over a period of time. Now, this is the positive amount after deducting operating expenses. Now, the key is cash flow. Most people, if you've ever played Cash Flow One on One, it's a, a game. If you've never played that, you want to you want to take the opportunity. They have Cash Flow games all across the country. People advertise at meetups and that sort of thing. But go and learn how to get out of the rat race. Learn how to create passive income that's greater than expenses. No longer do you want to live paycheck to paycheck. You're one banana peel and slip away from disaster, financial disaster. So you want to learn how to create that passive income. It's got to be greater than your expenses, right, so that you can get out of the rat race. So cash flow is critical, Sure, you may know what your net worth is, 
sure, you may know what your salary is. It could be a significant salary. But true wealth, if you really want to measure it, it's all about your cash flow and what you can create. So if you turn over while you're sleeping, you have passive income coming in and you can do what you want with you, whatever you want, with whom, at any time. That's the true life of an entrepreneur. So with that, I will leave you with two of my favorite quotes. We, in, we always emphasize real estate investing education. So one of my favorite quotes is, reading can seriously damage your ignorance. Get educated, folks. It's critical, especially when you're an entrepreneur, you're in business for yourself. You do not want to make huge mistakes that's going to take you out the cane. So become educated. Here's my second favorite quote. The biggest communication problem is we do not listen to understand. We listen to reply. Listen to the people that you work with. Solve a problem for a homeowner. Make it a win-win-win situation all the way around. That's what professional real estate investors do. And we love it. We can help others while continuing to grow our business. So that's it for Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel, Real Estate Investing and Financial Literacy. I've so enjoyed our guest today, Michael Wright and Tanya and Stu Rosenberg, showing us how to have love and relationships in business doing real estate investing. Until next time, take care, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into Keeping It Real. Be sure to join Lori Wetzel again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Central, and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. We know you'll learn something new every week, so we'll meet here again soon. Until then, focus on keeping it real and live a life of success.